Peter, I said, well, we're in a day of a lot of confusion and I'll be quite honest with you, a lot of fluff. I mean, isn't it good to be able to turn to the Word of God and make sure the man of God, what he's preaching, is out of the Bible? Amen. Look, I want the Word of God. Amen. I want to hear from God. And uh, I know, listen, I, I believe that you do as well, uh, but I, that's what's going to help us. I know that, and uh, that's what we need. And so uh, we're going to dive right into it with the help of the Lord this morning. And uh, like I said, I'm not sure how much wind I got, but I'm going to give it all I got. Amen. And we'll just let it rest where, where it ends. But. Uh, I'm excited about this thought that I pray it'll be help to you as we're kind of closing out one year and getting ready to get into another year. Um, and uh, I want to read this passage in Ephesians chapter 4. I want to begin reading verse 7. If you're able to, let's go ahead and stand. We'll reverence the Word of God if you're able to. And uh, I'm going to read down through verse 13 just to kind of let you know uh, where we'll be. Then we'll have a word of prayer and we'll jump right in, alright? But follow along with me, the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended... What is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? Well, your answer is in verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, Lord, I'm grateful to be in your house, God. I'm thankful to... Father, Lord, as we, it's already been mentioned and I've already said it, God, just be with your people, God, in your presence. And Lord, we're asking for your help. Please help me, God. I really need you. And Lord, I, uh, I can't do anything without you. God, I pray you'd give me a clarity of thought and a clearness of speech, Lord. I pray that, God, everything that's said will bring glory and honor to you. Speak through me now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We're facing the new year, 2020. I said, I think last week, I can remember when everybody was flipping out when it was 1999. And uh, man, how is it? And I always remember, how's it going? It's going to be weird, 2000. How's that going to be? And here we are looking on the year of 2020. Uh, but uh, with my thought of that, and I began thinking, and of course, I was thinking even before, because I knew I was going to have my surgery, and uh, I knew this day would be a little bit different, and, and, and trying to just come back, and I thought about just some things of, of what to preach on, and I kept thinking about this, I just want to remain faithful to God. You know, I just, uh, I, I want to, for the year of 2020, if nothing else, uh, and I want to see God do great things, I want to see Him do great things for you, but I just want to remain faithful, amen. amen. I just want to be be uh, still serving God faithfully at the end of 2020, yes. amen. And if God allows me to live through the year, I pray that I can do that, I will remain faithful. Look, I want to finish well. Amen. I want to finish well at this Christian life that I'm living. Uh, our life is very short. It's but a blink of an eye. The Bible speaks of it even as being a vapor. And uh, look, we we don't have very much time upon this earth. And the time that I do have, when once a person gets born again, I want to faithfully serve God to the best of my ability uh, with the help of God and do the best job I can. 
to hear one day maybe job well done a good and faithful servant amen and I don't know about you but listen that that is that is uh, one of my goals is just remain faithful to the Lord amen look I get excited people get saved we ought to get excited about people getting saved but you know what excites me even more so is when people get saved and years down the road they're still on fire they're still excited about serving God they're still in church they're still loving the Lord that excites me amen and so I want us to at Old Pass Baptist Church I want us to remain if nothing else one of my prayers is let us just remain faithful to the Lord and that we might finish well now listen here's the thing you understand with that if that's going to happen we need help uh, in, in all honesty if we're going to if, if anyone's going to be faithful if, if we're going to be faithful to God if we're going to live this Christian life as believers and I'm talking to believers right now I'm not excluding anyone that's lost listen if, 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 if you're without Jesus I don't need to tell you you know it today the Holy Spirit of God will speak to your heart you need, you need to make that decision today don't put it off you're not promised tomorrow but as far as for us as believers I'm speaking to those of us that are saved if we're going to live this Christian life in victory if we're going to live it the way that we should, then we're going to have to remain faithful. Amen? Right. And we're going to need help doing that. Amen. Now here's the thing you got to understand. And this is one wonderful thing about God. God knows that. I'm thankful God knows all things. Amen? Nothing's going to catch Him by surprise. God knows that we need help to be faithful. And there are some things, I believe, that God... And we can look here in this passage. I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to take you to another passage uh, in the Word of God that I think will help kind of paint a picture for us to realize what we can, uh, what God gives us to help us to be faithful. What is it going to take for us to be faithful in 2020? I mean, I can give a cheerleading speech all day long about how the great things we want to see God do and all these things. But let's be honest. Listen, I want us to be faithful. I want us to finish well. I want us to, to fulfill the year according to the will of God. And if we're going to do that, we're going to, if we're going to see the victory, we're going to have to be faithful. If we're going to be faithful, we need help. And God knows it. And there are some things God gave us beyond himself now don't lose me on that listen I know listen the Lord is all we need but here's here's what I want you to understand God knew even though you're saved you have my Holy Spirit there are still some things that you're going to need in your life if you're going to be faithful to me and finish well right. we're going to look at some of them number one's this it's a simple but it's true you're going to have to stay active in your local church if you're going to stay faithful, you need to get in church and get active in church, amen. If you're going to be faithful. Now look, look in verse 11 in our text, and, and we're going to draw out something here. And, and, and this is to me, uh, this is important for us to see. It says, he and he gave, verse 11, he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, all right? Now, I said when we were reading this through for it, why? Your answer is in verse 12. Why did he do that? Because he knew we would need each other. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but you would need those people in, in, in your life, and they're going to need you in their life for us to get through this thing and be faithful. Look what he said, Brother Jason. He says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. If we're going to be faithful to thee and to he either calls us home or comes and gets us, we're going to need each other. You're going to need a local church. You're going to need your church. You're going to need your pastor. You're going to need each other in the church. You're going to need to stay active in the local body. God designed it that way. God the Father, who gave us God the Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit in every believer, He also gave you some evangelists, some as pastors, some as teachers, why? That you might faithfully fulfill the ministry by them and through them. Look, this is for our own good. God knows what we need. And to bring us along in 2020, we need to understand, listen, we need the church. You need the local church, amen. You need to be in a good church. You need to be in the right church. You need to be under the right preaching. And you need to be active in that church if you're going to remain faithful in 2020. Now, verse 12, we see there, he said, for the perfecting of the saints. He mentioned that. Let me, let me ask you this. Could God have brought us to perfection all by himself? 
Absolutely he could have. He sure could have. But we see according to the Word of God, he chose not to do that. That's not what God chose to do. And the Lord intended for us, why? He intended for us to be part of a local body of believers so we could minister to one another. Do you realize it's helpful for you? It'll be helpful for you to remain faithful to God how you minister to others this coming year. That helps us be faithful. So God knew that. Therefore, God gave us the opportunity to serve. If you're saved today, you ought to be ministering to others. Listen, this isn't, I'll sit on the, on the bleachers and cheer everybody else on. Everybody needs to get involved. Amen. That's right. Amen. Now, there may be some things some can do and others can't and all that, but listen, there's, some, there's always something everybody can do in the house of God and in the work of God and the ministry. And the Lord, listen, the Lord uh, has designed it that the local church allows for us to get involved and to get active and be involved in that, that we might remain faithful to His cause. Now, to me, that's important. Why? Well, we're in a day right now where the popular thing is, here's what people, here's what people say. Well, I'm saved, all I need is the Lord. Well, that sounds good. But God said, listen, you need more than that. You need your local church. You need other brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? That's the way God designed it. And, 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 and here's what people would do. Well, I'm, I'm saved and I, I'm good. I, I can just get on the internet and there's good preaching. I can find good preaching. And, and look, I know we, we put our messages on the internet, but God didn't say get saved and be a hermit and, and, and just listen to the internet. He said, the Bible says when they got saved, they were added to the church. Right. Amen. You need to get engaged in a local church and make it your church and be involved in that. Why? Because it's important for you that you might remain faithful. Amen. For the cause of Christ. Does that make sense? There are things, listen, there are things God's put in our life to help us remain faithful in addition to Him. And one of those is being part of an active local body of believers. Now here's the second thing. You're going to have to stay on fire for God. You've got to stay on fire for God. If you're going to be faithful in 2020, you're going to have to stay on fire for God. You're going to have to stay in love with Jesus. Amen. Right. Now here's what I want you to do. This, you may think this is a strange passage to turn to, but it, it paints the picture we need to see. Go to the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus, chapter 19. All the way to the book of Exodus, toward the beginning of the Bible. Exodus, chapter 19. And while you're turning, let me just, just give you some food for thought. In Exodus chapter 19, we're going to be looking at, uh, at this passage and turning to some other places in Exodus. But let me just say this, just to, just to bring us up to speed. What we're seeing here, the people we're reading about, uh, are, and, and the dealing with, and, and we're seeing, the people in Exodus 19 that you're about to read about, these people... We're talking the nation of Israel. We're talking those that were brought out of, of Egypt. They saw the greatest group of miracles any human being has ever seen. Now think about that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Every, the, this group of people that we're reading about in Exodus 19, they experienced, they, Brother Barth, they witnessed the, as far as I'm concerned, and I believe it is, the greatest miracles that we know of that God's given us in the Word of God. Those ten judgments that, that God brought upon Egypt and Pharaoh, they witnessed those. All, all those judgments that God said, and you go back in the book of Exodus, you read about those things. Listen, the, the, the life-saving Passover, remember the Passover night, and they had to put the blood on the mantle. They witnessed that. The, these people we're, we're going to read about, they witnessed that. They crossed the Red Sea. Aaron, these people crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. Amen. Walking by fish and who knows whatever else. I can't imagine how it was. But it had to be an unbelievable sight. God saw them all get every bit. We're talking probably 1.5 million. We're talking a bunch of people. Every one of them got safely across. And the last one stepped his foot across. They turned around and watched the waters wa 
wash that Egyptian army away in their chariots and bury them all. I'm telling you, what a miracle. They witnessed that. They didn't just hear about it. These people in Exodus 19, they witnessed that. And now they're at Mount Sinai. It long after all that. This is where we are. I'm bringing it to speed. Look at verse 16. Exodus 19, verse 16. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. I imagine And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the uh, nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke. There you go, Cameron. Firefighter. (laughs) Now, now check this out. It's, It's smoking, but it ain't burning. That's a sight to see right there. So next time y'all approach something, well, it's on a smoke. You can tell you blow all their mind. It's what? It's on, it's on a smoke. But look what it says here. It says this, Because the Lord descended upon it in a fire, and the smoke thereof ascended, and the smoke and of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. I mean, the whole earth is shaking. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. Now God's speaking in an audible voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. All of the miracles they've already seen. They're, 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 they're at the foot of Mount Sinai. And the people, listen, they, they saw those, the waters of Egypt turn to blood. They saw that judgment of the, uh, of the frogs and, and, and of the flies. And the darkness was upon all of Egypt and, and just light upon them. That They witnessed that dirt turn to lice. And now here they are at Mount Sinai and they're at a point where the ground is shaking and God is speaking. I'm telling you. They witnessed some great things. I'm talking about the presence of God. Go to chapter 32. Same people. Not a long period after this. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Hang with me. I'm trying to paint this thing best I can. Exodus 32. All of that we just talked about. This is the same people. And look at verse 1. It's going to blow your mind. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. As far as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we what not what has become of him. What? Hold on! These people witnessed all those ten plagues. They witnessed the part of the sea. I mean, they were just at Mount Sinai and God was speaking. The earth was quaking. I'm telling you, the mountains were smoking, but nothing was burning. And they say, hey Aaron, Moses is gone. Why don't you make us a little molten calf? What? Are you kidding me? The ground at this point, Papa Little, the ground's still shaking. It's still trembling. I mean, it's God's all around them. Just in a short, a short few days, just in a few days, they. You know what happened? They got accustomed to the shaking of the ground. They got accustomed to the mountain that was full of smoke but wasn't burn up. They got accustomed to the rumbling of the voice of God to where they got to a point they was in such bad shape that they tuned out every bit of that and acted like nothing was taking place. 
Look, it wasn't like they just forgot. There's no way they could have. <laughs> Not all they had witnessed. The fact of the matter was, they just started going on unaffected by everything they experienced in the past. Now listen, if they could have experienced what they experienced, and we just talked about, if they could have witnessed all of what they witnessed and tune all of that out and become idolaters, that's exactly what they did, and just, just quickly turn over, then every single one of us in this room right now is capable of sitting in church getting cold on God this year and doing nothing with God and everything that happens around you that God's doing and rumbling and moving and God's quaking and things are happening, it could be as if nothing's taking place at all. I don't want that to happen to me and I don't want it to happen to you. And if it could happen to these people, I'm telling you, you think of what they witnessed. Listen, I'm telling you, if it can happen to them, I'm telling you, it can happen to us. Look, we've experienced some miracles in 2019. You're sitting in a miracle. I'm telling you, this is church. This is timely. What, what we what we've been through in uh, the building process of this church and what God's done and seen. I mean, things. I can't go in a room in this building without being reminded of miracle after miracle. Amen. But I'm gonna tell you something. You better do all you can this year. To stay in love with Jesus. And to stay on fire for God. Because with all the miracles we've witnessed as a church in 2019, as we roll into 2020, if we're not careful, we'll get cold on God. We'll begin to operate and just meet and worship and go on as if nothing ever happened. I'm telling you right now, we better be mindful of that. If you're going to be faithful in 2020, you're going to have to stay on fire for God. Stay in love with God. I don't care what it requires, what it means. I'm telling you, if it's something you've got to get out of your life, get it out. If it's something, if it's people you've got to change friends with and get around the right crowd, do it. I'm telling you, you do whatever you've got to do to stay on fire for God because you can find yourself just like these people right here after all the miracles they witnessed. They got called on God. They act like he had never done anything for them. Amen? I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. Look, I've witnessed it. You probably have too. I've, look, I've watched people. I've watched, that little building we used to be in, I've watched them worship. I've watched them get up. I've watched them jump up in services. Praise God for the preaching. Praise God for the preacher. Praise God for the church. And now they're nowhere to be found. Right. Look, I've, I've watched them. I've watched them leave over the silliest things. And listen, when they leave, it's only weeks after they've left. They're involved in things that they used to stand against and amen to when it was preached against. Right. Amen. Look, the human heart, our heart, and every individual, no one's exempt from this, it takes consistent attention to keep your heart right and to keep desiring to be right and living right and doing right. It's not just going to happen. Right. And God knows this. God knows it. And this is why He said, I'm going to put my Holy Spirit in you. But if you're going to faithfully serve me, you need to get in the right church, under the right preaching, with the right man of God, and get active. And not only that, you need to stay on fire for God. Right. Because God knows what we need. Amen. Listen to me. We don't hear His voice like they did that day. Look, we don't feel the ground shake like they felt when it was shaking. How prone do you think we might be this year to just getting cold on God? Oh, but preacher, listen, this, this building's a miracle. It is a miracle. Man, all the things everybody's doing, they did do great things. I'm blown away. I can't, I love to tell the story of how we got to where we are, but I'm telling you, that's not going to be enough for you to be faithful in 2020. Right, right. 
That's still fire for God. That makes sense. If you don't want to quit on God, and you want God to do great things in your life in this coming year, then don't get cold on God. Listen, don't, don't get cold on the house of God. Be faithful to church. And I'm going to tell you, God, listen, I know that sounds simple, but I'm going to tell you, the devil uses that all the time to get people to get cold on God, get them out of church. Don't get cold on the Word of God. Stay in your Bible. Don't get cold on, on your prayer life. Hey, develop that prayer life, amen. Don't get cold on, on the will of God for your life and wanting to serve God. Don't let yourself get cold to where you just kind of get cold and, 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 and you go, you're just going through this coming year as if not, it's just nothing's happened, nothing's happened. You're just going through the motions. I don't want you to quit on God. You're not going to quit on God. Listen, you're going to have to get active in church. You're going to have to stay on fire with God. And here's the third thing. You're going to have to stick with the man of God and the people of God. That's right. You're going to have to stick with the man of God and the people of God. Look, can we be honest this morning? Let's just be as completely honest as we can because I want to help you. We're prone to wander. We're prone to drift. We're prone. That's, that's our makeup. I'm no different than you. <laughs> we're, pr- you know, we're, we're prone to just walk by sight. If it's easy, if it's by sight, then that's it. And not walking by faith takes work. You know what? God knows that also. And that's why God developed leadership. That's why God wanted us to be engaged with the right people. Under the right man of God. Doing the right things for God. Amen. Now look. Look back at verse 1 in, in, in chapter 32. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us God. It still blows my mind when I read this. Which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we would not know who was becoming him. Now, I've often looked at that and go, hold on, Moses wasn't the one that got him out. God did. But when you really think about this, and you look at it and you put yourself where they are, it was God through Moses getting them out. What do you mean by that? That statement wasn't a wrong statement because this, they would have stayed right in Egypt, still being slaves to the Egyptians, doing nothing for God had Moses not been instructed by God to come to them and say, we're getting out. We're getting out of here. Had he not have done that, Brother Martha, they'd have still been there. Think about that. God, yes, God, it took God going to Moses and dealing with Moses, but he brought him to those people, and he said, and Moses went before people and said, here's what we're going to do. And you know who gave Moses the hard time? The Israelites. They were content living in that type of bondage. Amen. And look, I'm not ruling out God at all because we understand that. But God used Moses to lead those people out of his own strength and love for God to get them out of that situation. And as soon as he's gone, guess what? As soon as he's gone, you find out something. Moses may have led them out of Egypt, but there's a whole lot of their hearts still in Egypt. That's right. Amen. As long as he was there, and he was saying, listen, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that, we're going to do this, we're not going to do that, they were doing fine. But listen, there were things, there were things that Moses had he not have said, we're going to do this, they wouldn't have done. 
Do you realize something? There are things that never would have crossed your mind. Never would have crossed your mind until you were either challenged by the Word of God or the man of God to do what you're doing. There are things you're doing today in your walk with God that you never would have done on your own without a man of God preaching to you or the Word of God convicting you. Right. Amen. I'm saying, even when we have God, there are things we still need to do. And God's going to use the man of God and the people of God to help us accomplish those things. Amen. Think about that. There's no Lone Ranger Christians. We need each other. There are things that, that we can push each other to do and accomplish. We never would accomplish it without that push. There, there are steps of faith that we would take. Listen, there were steps of faith we had to take in this building project. We probably would have never taken some of those had we not have been together and had someone encouraging us, praying together. Okay, preacher, we're going to pray about it. Listen, there were days I'm going, I don't know what we're going to do, Lord. If I made a mistake, I'm telling you, I'm as human and natural as you are. I'm telling you, there are probably days you thought, what is we going to do? What preacher got us into? But I'm telling you, by us, together, listen, just together, encourage Encouraging, it caused us to keep putting one foot in front of the other and praise God, here we are. That's right. If I could wave both my arms, I would praise God, but only wave one. Amen. That's right. Why? Because we, listen, God used us to get us to do things we wouldn't do on our own. God knows that. Amen. Look, the Lord will put a man of God and place you in a work of God to get you to go further in 2020 than you ever will be able to do on your own. Amen? Look, these people were better off with God and Moses than with just God. Because we see what they did when they were just in the presence of God. That makes sense. Now look, let's go down through the passage. Interesting. Look at verse 2. And Aaron said unto them, We'll not do such a thing. Have y'all lost your minds? That ain't what the Bible says. Aaron said, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives. That's not a bad thing. And of your sons. That's a real bad thing. And your daughters and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which are in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he made it a molten calf. And they said, These be the gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. They have lost their mind. The ground is still shaking. <laughs> You're doing that. Let me tell you something. It mattered who was overseeing that congregation of people. Aaron wasn't the man. Moses was the man. Amen? Listen to me. This will help you. Well, Jason, I know Miss Kayla, she's not here when the kid's sick. Is that... Allie's not. Okay. But y'all been at a long time with us. I appreciate that. Miss Lucy, Miss Sue, the Barrys, Brother Richard, Miss Cindy's come on board, Aaron and Chrissy. I remember when God brought y'all in our lives. What God's done, Miss Valerie and Groover, Mama and Papa Little, y'all, recently, how He worked here and bring you in our lives in this church. It's a good thing to see y'all still here fighting the fight. It'd break my heart to know in 2020 somebody's going to walk out on God. Mm -hmm. Happens all the time. Listen to me. A preacher will preach a message. He may preach something or maybe he does something that just ain't quite right. Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying getting off the Bible ground. I'm, I'm talking just keeping it. He'll preach a message. 
people get upset over something the man of God says. You know what they always do? They go and find an Aaron. They go, they go and find an Aaron somewhere that's going to let them make their own God. Right. Yeah. And they go on and make that little molten image and live that life and, oh, I'm so much better of them. But eventually it all falls apart. I've seen that too. You reap what you sow. That's right. It matters where you worship. It matters where you go to church. Right. It matters that you're active in church. It matters that you stay in love with God and on fire for God. It matters, amen, that you stick with the man of God and the people of God. We're normal. Right. Look, we're like a family here. But we're still just people. Feelings can get hurt. Things can be said the wrong way. But that's not an excuse for us to leave and leave a Moses and go to an Aaron. Amen. That's right. Now listen. Amen. Do you understand when the people told Aaron to make this thing? And then Aaron says, he, he said unto them, break off the golden era. Do you, do you, let's say, I don't know how big it was. Let's say it was as big as this piano. This molten cat. Do you know how much gold it take to make that thing? Do you know how much time it would take to make it? Do you realize the process it took in making something like this? I'm talking the time to... Listen, do you imagine, Papa Little, the firewood they had to cut to get a fire to burn hot enough and long enough to keep that fire going, to melt all that gold, to melt it down, to make it into the image? And then what Aaron had to do in, in forming it and making it and carving it and doing it, letting it cool and putting it back in, I'm telling you, it was a process right. to make this thing. It didn't just happen overnight. And forever how long Moses was up there, it wasn't that long. That means they had to get started right away. They had to get turned off that quickly. After all they saw, after all they'd experienced, and just like that, they turned. Oh, preacher, you don't know. You, you're giving me a hard time about that. I can handle this. I'm involved in that, or I'm doing that, or I'm, I'm here, and I'm... You better be careful. Amen. Listen, Aaron was chosen to give the people what they wanted. Moses was chosen by God to give the people what they needed. I want a Moses. Amen. Amen. And if we're going to be faithful... In 2020, we're going to have to stay active in our local church. Listen, we're going to have to stay on fire for God. We're going to have to stick with the man of God and the people of God. Amen. And here's my last point. It's not as long as the others. You're going to have to stand your ground and stay the course. You're going to have to have a little fighting. You're going to be faithful in 2020. You've got to make up your mind. I'm going to stay in my ground. I'm going to stay the course. I'm not leaving Jesus. I'm sticking with the Lord. Now look at this. I, for the sake of time, listen, you ought to read this through just since, since we went through it in, in your Bible time. It, tremendous passage, but for the sake of time, I, I don't have time to go through it. But here, we know what happens. Moses is up there. God tells him, you better get down to your people. <laughs> They're making a mess of themselves. And Joshua says, what's this carrying on I hear? And all these things that take place. And so Moses comes down and look at verse 19. Look, look in verse 19. It says, and it came to pass as soon as he came nigh to the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses' anger waxed hot and he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. And he took the calf which they had made and burned it in the fire and ground it to powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. I wish I could have seen that. 
How in the world? Line up! Oh, one million of you. How many did he drink? But he was fired up. And when the man of God got back on the scene, the party stopped. Amen. When Moses stepped back on the scene, things stopped. Look at verse 21. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? Have you lost your mind? Aaron, surely they held a gun to your head. Surely they kidnapped your wife and family. Surely they did something to make you do this. Nope. Amen. Now pay attention to this. Look at the statement in verse 21 of what he said to Aaron. He says this. That that well, let's just read the whole thing. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee that thou, he's talking to Aaron, hast brought so great a sin upon who? Who's he blaming? Aaron. You better stand your ground this year. You better stay the course because what you allow in your life, you're going to answer for. Now we know Aaron comes with this (laughs) great story. Oh, they just made me... He was to blame. He allowed for it. He was supposed to be in charge. He allowed for it to take place. Amen. Look, the Bible says that we as pastors, we account for your souls. I'm going to stand to give account to God for what takes place at this church. What's preached, what's not preached, how we lived, how, how we stood. I take that serious, amen. But you're going to give account for things you've allowed too, dads in your home, moms with your children. We better understand that's a serious matter. We better make up our mind. We're going to stand our ground and stay the course. Look, you can't make anybody do right. I understand that. But you don't have to put your seal of approval what they're doing is wrong either. Amen. Amen. He goes on and says, And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot, that thou knowest the people there are set on mischief. For they said unto me, Make us gods which shall go before us. They did. For as for this Moses, the, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we what not does become of him. That's right. And I said unto them, Whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. He did. So they gave it to me, and then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. Why? That's the biggest fib. Alright. Listen, you ain't never supposed to feed young people. Next time mama says, that's the biggest thing I've ever heard, say, oh, I know a bigger one. Aaron. That's a big old fib. That's not even true. But look at verse 26. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who's on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me, and all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. Listen, you know what my job is as your pastor? And quite frankly, really what your job is as well is to draw lines and say, listen, according to God's Word, this is disobedience. According to God's Word, this is right. According to God's Word, this is wrong. We're not stepping over that line for nobody. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's what Moses is doing here. He's drawing that line. Amen. And listen, we need to draw some lines in 2020. Say, hey, I ain't going that route. I ain't getting wrapped up in that crowd. I ain't going to that place. I ain't going to partake in that. I ain't letting that in my home. I ain't letting that in my eye gate. I ain't letting that in my ear gate. I ain't letting those things into my life. I'm drawing the line and I'm not changing for anybody. Amen. Amen. We need to let everyone know where we stand. Amen. 
and where we're going to stand in 2020. If you're going to be faithful in 2020, everybody needs to know where you're going to stand. Moses was saying, listen, you're on the Lord's side coming to me. That's what he says here. Look what he says. He says, He said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. And I'm going to get into this in just a second. He says, You're on the Lord's side come this way. If we're going to experience the victory, we're going to have to stand with the Lord. We'll have to stand with the Lord. I'll call my kids out. I ain't got a problem doing that. They always know Daddy's going to, but I'll tell you right now. You better make sure. I'm proud of you. You got that EMT. But you better make sure one thing, young lady, that everybody out that rescue squad and that farm bureau where you work at knows one thing. You draw some lines in the sand. And this young lady ain't going to do that. And this young lady ain't going to do that. And they didn't know where you stand right. every day. Well, let me tell you something. As quick as they were when the ground was trembling, and they just, and Moses was gone when mom and daddy ain't around. If you ain't careful enough, this war will turn your heart against God so fast you'll get cold on God. You may show up and you may sit in this pew, but I'm going to tell you what, your heart will be so far from God, it'll be a tragedy. It'll break my heart, your mama's heart, but more than anybody, it'll break the Lord's heart. Right, right. You better let them all know, Cameron. They already know you're a changed man. That's what happens when a person gets born again. Right. But you better let them fill us know down at that fire station. Hey, listen, I'm drawing some lines in the sand, boys. Right. I ain't putting up with that language. Right. Not around me when I'm here. I ain't going to do that. Amen. <coughs> and you say, think your job, Aaron. You can make a stand. I'm not saying be a renegade. I'm not saying be a draw. I'm just saying we better be drawing some lines. Hey, you're going to be successful in 2020. You're going to draw some lines in the sand. Right. Amen. That goes for all of us. Hey, it may be drawing some lines in the same with work. I'm not working. I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. Amen. I'm not doing that. Amen. I'm not going to take that case. I'm not going to do it. You better be drawing some lines. Amen. We better be standing with the Lord and drawing some lines if we're going to be faithful in 2020. Us as parents, we need to be drawing the line. Taking a stand. Let them know we're sticking with God. Amen. Amen. That goes for all of us. I mean, I can go around the room looking for that roommate missing. You may have to draw some lines in the sand. It may seem all good. I'm not saying it's not, but there may be some lines you're going to have to draw in that sand and say, hey, let me tell you what, here's what's what it's going to be, this is what it's going to be, and this is what I'm going to do, and that's it. Miss Sue, it may be you don't take that case of that next case. It may be, listen, if it's going to pull me away from church, I'm not doing it. Right. Amen. Amen. I'm t- it's serious. Amen. Yes. We are so, we are so dedicated to everything, but when it comes to serving God, we need to be sold out for Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you how dedicated they were. Look what it says in verse 27. He said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side. Go in and out from the gate to gate throughout the camp and slay every man his brother, every man his companion, every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses and there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. Look at verse 29. For Moses had said, Consecrate yourselves Today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. Listen, I won't argue with you. There are great Christians out here today in this world. But you know what breaks my heart? There are fewer and fewer great churches anymore. Amen. And you know what we're going to need at Old Pass Baptist Church? I want to be a great church for God. But if we're going to be a great church for God, if, if we at Old Pass Baptist Church are going to do great things for God in 2020, we're all going to have to come together. And we're going to have to realize we're in this thing together. And God's brought us together in this thing to help encourage, to push one another, to get us to go uh, and do things we wouldn't do on our own. And hey, we're going to have to stand together, listen, and stand side by side and take the sword and go into this community. Amen. You say, well, that sounds gruesome, preacher. What are you talking about? Let me explain it. 
I'm talking take this Bible and live it day in and day out. Amen. Right. Amen. So we say it means enough to us that listen, this is our life and we're okay with that. Amen. And not only that, but why don't you be part of this, amen? Because listen, there's no greater gift than Jesus Christ, and there's no greater life to live than one for the Lord, amen? amen. And let some young people see, as you boys go, and whomever you're around, and other family you're around, then listen, you draw that line in the sand, you say, you know what? What preacher said is what I want. I want that for my life, and I'm going to take this sword, I'm going to live by it. And what we need to do is we need to insert it in our cousins, insert it in our family, insert it in our brothers and our sisters, insert it in our friends, Insert in our co-workers. Listen, we need to take it together, Brother Jason, and live it day in and day out. Amen. You're exactly right. Amen. I'm feeling pretty good, Alan. Amen. <laughs> that gets me going, Amen. Yes, amen. That's that's the application we need to gain from this, Amen. We need to get together and stand up for one another, amen. Have each other's back. Stand our ground and say, listen, we've drawn a line and we're not going to cross it, amen. Right. That's the direction we're heading. That's the direction the man of God's going. That's the direction I'm going to go. We're going to go together, amen. And we're going to march on for the glory of God, amen. Right. Sword in hand, the Word of God in our family, Amen. Let's make sure we're on the Lord's side as we go into 2020. Amen. Let's use this sword to make a difference in the lives of people we're around. Look, we have the Lord. Praise God. We have the Lord. But we're going to need each other. If we're going to be faithful in 2020, we're going to come to piano. Brother Jason, make your way up here. We're going to sing in just a little bit. Let's go make a few more statements and we're going to be done. Listen to me. I don't want nobody to quit on God. I don't, I don't want to see anybody leave this church. I want to see God aid to it. I'm thankful who God's brought. I pray that others would come and say, you know what? This is what I've been looking for. This is what I need. This is what I want for my life. Listen, that's what I've been craving. And mate, this is where I'm going to stick my... I'm going to plant it down here. I'm putting myself here, my family here. We're going to serve God together. I'm telling you, that's what I'm praying. Amen. 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 But if we're going to do it, listen, if we're going to do that, we're going to need each other. There are going to be times we're going to have, to have each other's back. There are going to be days in 2020 someone's going to feel like quitting and we're going to need someone else who, listen, God's helping us to help cheer us up and say, listen, don't give up now. Amen. There are going to be things we're going to go through as a church. We're going to need one another to say, hey, let's remember, listen, we're in this thing together. Amen. The devil's real. But God's better. Hallelujah. We just need to make up in our mind. We're going to stick with the Lord. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. What, what hymn are we going to sing? So we're going to sing a hymn for our...